football on off the ball with Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports Welcome back. Now, last Friday night, while many of you were enjoying the uh, the opening overs of a weekend, Juventus were hit with a 15 points deduction in Serie A, casting them from the Champions League places to 10th after this weekend's round of fixtures. To look into how this came about and what possibly could come next for them, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Italian journalist Daniele Fisichella. Daniele, welcome to the show. Um, Hi, Rich. I'm quite conscious that this is a pretty complex case. Um, feel free to take us back as far back as you need to in the genesis of this and how Juventus have found themselves suddenly in mid-table in Serie A. There have been a few investigations uh, since uh, the last 18 months in Italy. Uh, there have been uh, criminal and civil investigations and eventually, uh, three days ago on Friday, the FA, the Italian FA, um, uh, had a verdict on an investigation on the so-called plus valence, which in Italy means artificial gains. These are artificial gains that are generated by player swaps, where players are swapped at a value that is not representative by the true value. Juventus have been found guilty of doing this systematically, and by doing that, they were able to inflate uh, their balancing books, to balance their books out. For example, the most uh, famous case is the case of the swap between Pjanic um, and Artur Melo with Barcelona. Now, with valuing Pjanic when he went to Barcelona around 70 million euros, which was not his true uh, value, Juventus were able to write a value off from their balancing books and obviously make it look much more healthy. But there are other uh, swaps that seemed very suspect to the investigators. For example, the ones that involved young players that Juventus swapped with uh, teams from the French League from uh, Ligue 2 uh, or the third division, which we never heard, players we never heard of since. And obviously they were valued eight, nine millions, a lot of money, but not only that. So in April last year, the Federation found Juventus not guilty of this crime because they couldn't establish a real market value for players, so it was impossible for them to understand whether those values had been inflated or not. But now, since then, a new criminal investigation started, new um, proofs have been added, in particular the phone tapping, that the phone recordings where there are the hierarchy of Juventus, the former uh, sporting director Fabio Paratici, now at Tottenham, uh, Gianni Agnelli, uh, Pavel Nedved, uh, Cherubini, the current uh, sporting director, talking about this system and explaining at length how they were tricking the system, if you like, and also some of them expressing their worries that they were trying to do even too much. Now, because of these new revelations, the FA reopened the investigation and convicted Juventus, deducted Juventus at 15 points. But as far as we know, this is only the second degree of judgment. Juventus will obviously appeal this uh, first um, decision. 
but there might be much more to come. We think it's gonna be just it might be just be the tip of the iceberg, not only for Juventus, but also for other Italian clubs. That was what I was gonna to get to Daniele, because this initially didn't just involve Juventus. I believe there were, were there nine other Italian clubs that were implicated in this initially anyway. Yes, initially there were uh, nine clubs. Uh, there was Napoli as well. The um, plus Valencia artificial gain of Osimen was under the scrutiny. It was Genoa, it was uh, Sampdoria and other teams that currently are in um, Serie B or Serie C, second or third uh, division. The strange thing is that only Juventus at the moment have uh, been uh, convicted, have been uh, deducted points. Everyone else has been acquitted. And obviously what Juventus fans say, how come we did dealings with other teams, but we are guilty and they are not guilty. They only been given a small fine. So this is going to be one of the line of defenses of Juventus. But the reason is Juventus were convicted because they were the architect of the system. And if you like, the investigators found the smoking gun. Uh, I mean, the phone recordings are very, very clear. There is no doubt about that Juventus are guilty, were guilty and inflated their uh, financial situations by uh, illegal uh, proceedings. Now, Possibly other teams are going to be involved in that. Uh, I know that uh, the prosecutors are now re-examining uh, the, the, the cases of uh, the likes of Sassuolo, the likes of uh, Sampdoria, the likes of Empoli, which are the teams in Serie A that had more close links with Juventus. And so th- this investigation will probably expand. Uh, and I, I tend to believe that this is going to be, again, the line of defense of Juventus when they will appeal the first uh, uh, conviction in 10 days' time. They will say we were not the only one. So they will try, obviously, to involve as many uh, teams as possible and to produce perhaps the biggest earthquake in Italian football we've ever seen. And then we'll see whether the points deducted will remain 15 By the way, the points that were deducted 15 were more than what the prosecutor initially asked. So it's an extraordinary uh, decision. The prosecutor asked only for nine points, but we'll see whether they're going to be deducted, whether they're going to stay, or other teams are going to get the points deducted. At the moment, looking at the uh, Serie A standings, Mm. it's purely artificial because everything could change, really, in a matter of few months. There's a few strands there that I want to tease out. Why is it that the prosecutor only suggested a nine-point deduction and yet on Friday night, Juve ended up with a 15-point deduction? Why was there that discrepancy? Because Juventus were found guilty of breaching the Article 4 of the Italian FA, which is the one that uh, is related to the loyalty and to operating loyally towards uh, the competition. is considering a serious uh, breach of the code of conduct of the teams, and they were added those six points uh, deduction on top of the nine already requested. Also, the prosecutor wanted to inflict Juventus a deduction that would uh, effectively uh, take them away from uh, Europe next season. So they wanted to be sure that uh, Juventus were not able to participate in any European competition next season. And in fact, they dropped down to the 10th place in the table. Even Europa League, Conference League at the moment looks a bit far away. Because obviously for a team of the caliber of Juventus, being able to participate to the Champions League is a massive revenue boost. Mm. But again, the prosecutor 
things that by inflating their balancing books by obviously the financial misgiving they gain an artificial advantage over the competitions in Europe as well uh, Daniele you very listed on the stock exchange in Italy am I right in saying that uh, is that yes. is, is that a lot of the reason why the courts have been so vociferous in going after them and making sure there is a prosecution uh, behind Juve and not necessarily being as staunch with the other clubs that are involved in this investigation. It is It is also a reason. There is obviously a public liability, public responsibility for Juventus being in the stock exchange. And this is one of the reasons why uh, perhaps the prosecution has been so harsh, but also because of the extent of the uh, artificial gains. I mean, we are looking at a range of over 60 operation transfers uh, in the, across the whole Serie A in Europe, and Juventus were involved in 42 of them. Uh, now, uh, Juventus believes that this is just a, a small percentage of their annual turnover, that these operations were not actually uh, anything fraudulent, or they were not uh, obviously wrong, but it would be very hard to demonstrate that. We also have to remember that this is the decision of the sporting justice. Parallel to this, there is another trial, which is going to be the criminal trial where Agnelli, Paratici, Nedved are going to be involved. This is going to start in March. It could leave consequences for the criminal record, for example, of Fabio Paratici, who's now been banned for 30 months from taking any office in Italian football. It doesn't extend to Europe, but obviously UEFA is monitoring that. So there are two parallel investigations. And uh, the beauty or the the tragic things of the Italian justice system is that the sporting justice and the criminal justice, they don't go parallel. They go at different pace. That's why we have a sporting conviction way before that the criminal trial has even begun. And there's also an element that the Italian Olympic Committee could get involved in this as well because they are the ultimate arbiters of sporting decision in the country. That's correct. And that's where Juventus are going to appeal. Now, we need to wait a couple of days more, maybe three, four days to read the motivations between the 15 points being deducted. That's going to be key because based on the motivation, we will know more about it and we will know how Juventus are going to defend themselves in front of CONI, the Olympic Committee. But... Apparently, they're going to have two main arguments to uh, defend themselves. First of all, they believe that there were some procedural mistakes in the way the FA has reopened the investigations. So uh, the paperwork were presented late, as simple as that. And that would invalidate the, uh, the conviction. And also, they think that there are other phone recordings where actually Juventus managements deny any wrongdoing and they reassure themselves that everything they're doing is legal so they that they're not being considered by investigators. So they think the investigation was partial and was also in a wrong time frame. Now the Olympic Committee, and this is really important, cannot uh, overturn the conviction. It can only reject the conviction and send it back to the uh, Federal Court of Appeal. So obviously, uh, after Juventus presents the appeal, we will not have the points deducted, but there might be, again, another uh, federal trial. In the meantime, of course, the criminal trial would have started, but eventually Juventus can also go uh, to an administrative arbitrate, which in Italy is called Tarde Lazio, which uh, mm. manages all, is an overarching body, but uh, they can even go to the High Council of State. So there are many, many steps that Juventus can still 
take, obviously depends uh, whether they can do it on time by the end of the season or not. Danielle, this is probably a dumb question on my behalf. Who was tapping the Juventus phones and what was their reasoning behind that? And will Juve have any recourse behind that as well? Will they be able to say, listen, our lines were tapped illegally, we didn't know that we were under investigation? Um, is there an escape for them on that route? No, is it, I don't think Juventus can say that because the phone tappings and the phone recordings comes on the back of the first investigations okay. that was launched by uh, after the Consumer Association, Italy is called Consob, they, uh, they started have, raising some doubts. So obviously Juventus didn't know the phones were tapped, but it's been done within the legal framework of the of, of, of the justice system in that case. Uh, this um, obviously has knock-on implications for the people directly involved. As you mentioned, there are bans handed down uh, associated with this for Agnelli, for Pavel Nedved, who is obviously one of the directors of the club too, um, and uh, Fabio Paratici, who's currently uh, the sporting director or a similar position at Tottenham. Have the FIGC, the Italian Federation, made any kind of petition to have Paratici's ban uh, imposed outside of Italy? They haven't done it yet. Okay. Uh, but um, probably this could come after the, 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 the criminal trial. If Paratici is found guilty in the criminal trial, then there are much serious consequences because then he would have collected two convictions and the English FA could, of course, uh, take action itself. UEFA could take action itself. At the moment, UEFA is being kept informed, is monitoring. But, you know, in the UK, in England, if you have a criminal record, you cannot take certain offices. Mm. Now, being the sporting director of a football club, which also uh, obviously has got members, etc., probably is one of those. I'm not certain. But uh, Spurs will be put in a very uh, difficult um, situation. Of course, yes, uh, Paradis is uh, the one uh, uh, more at risk. But let's not forget the other ones as well. I mean, Andrea Agnelli is being banned for over two years and he was still is the architect of the European Super League his uh, credibility has been completely tarnished uh, put, put put in pieces and then obviously any kind of public office he will have after that will be definitely under serious scrutiny have this friendly against Latvia which is a little bit of a nothing game I could be interested in that game now if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts and maybe that's his chance subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app this isn't disastrous not only for Juventus this is pretty dire for Syria as a whole notwithstanding the potential deductions or fines or bans that could come the way of other clubs but the general attitudes towards Syria within and without Italy uh, how it's yeah. perceived how rights deals are done how much the, the, the league is valued this is all going to take a massive hit you'd imagine given what's happened here it's very sad because when you see a standing with a team with an asterisk next to his name minus something at the bottom of the standing that means something wrong must have happened and you understand that obviously the results on the pitch are not representative of the true value of what you see on the standings you know and and, and, and the chances of competing for the title well, look Juventus were 10 points behind uh, Napoli uh, before uh, these uh, points got deducted they were trashed by Napoli 5-1 but they were you know, on course to finish within the top four. I think they would have finished in the top four without being a spectacular season for them, any stretch of imagination. But it's a sad day for Italy because I think 
It represents one of the big problems of Italian football uh, during these years. The lack of resources. There's been no money. There's been no creativity also to find new talents from abroad to bring young players in. And so even a big team like Juventus, who did all-in with Ronaldo, they wanted to win the Champions League so desperately. They invested so much money. They got it wrong. They overpaid Ronaldo, yes, of course, they win three titles with him. They overpaid Ramsey. Perhaps they are overpaying Rabio. They forgot perhaps what they were about and they got themselves into this mess because of lack of money, lack of creativity, a lack of ideas as well. And is really true representative of the dire state of Italian football. Now, not every team has done that, but it tells you how less competitive Italian teams have been uh, in the last few seasons. And we saw that in Europe as well. They need to try and be more creative. If you can't uh, purchase the best players in the world, you need to make your own uh, talent or scout uh, somewhere else, as other teams do in Europe and do really well in the uh, Champions League. But also, I think uh, it shows a um, bad attitude from uh, Juventus, maybe having this sense of being above the law, of being invincible, of being... uh, they could have done everything, really. And this is something that is going to go down badly. It has gone down badly within the same Juventus supporters who say, we have been unjustly punished, but our conduct, it was awful. It was appalling. These uh, these managers we had, they were the worst we ever had in our history. And they should be their name should be cancelled from a history. So there are two opposite uh, rationals there, of course. Juventus fans want to see justice in the sense that they want to see other teams to be punished as much as they are. But no doubt about it, they know they are guilty. And this is uh, goes deep down in, into the roots of what uh, Juventus have been and how they have behaved in the in the last few years. All for that mirage, for that illusion of winning the Champions League, they definitely chose the wrong way. I'd imagine there's very little sympathy uh, for Juventus, particularly given the fact that the, the Calciopoli scandal is still very much fresh in a lot of people's minds. I mean, that era of 2006 and when Juve were, were relegated all on the back of again impropriety on their part as a club why, why it's 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 probably a reductive question why is it always them well uh, Juventus are the biggest club in Italy with most uh, supporters but at the other side of the coin also are the most hated in sporting terms. Mm. Uh, I mentioned before about this sense of being above the law. Juventus, uh, in the the years, uh, uh, they have been guilty of uh, of that. And when it comes to to Calciopoli, that's a real example of, uh, yes, going above the law, um, doing everything possible to achieve the results. But the... The, the, the tragic thing is that with Calciopoli in back in 2006, Juventus had a, such a strong team. Mm. They didn't know, they didn't need to do match fixing. They didn't need to control the referees. They would have won the games anyway. And Calciopoli, with Calciopoli, they shot themselves on the foot. Again, Juventus fans, they think they were innocent back then with the Calciopoli scandal. With this one, Juventus fans, they know they are guilty. And the, and, the, and, and, and and then the aspect we need to consider is that this time around, Juventus needed to make their finances look healthier in order to be competitive. 
And they haven't managed. They haven't succeeded to do that. They haven't won in the Scudetto in the last two years. And the Champions League campaigns have been uh, have been disastrous. So again, it's a it's a really sad state of affair. And hopefully for Juventus, this could be the reset moment as they went went down to Serie B in 2007 and start all over again and find again the values that they are about is not victory at all cost, but is uh, about uh, loyalty as well and being uh, and being fair. Juventus have been uh, have been extremely successful across the A70, 80s, 90s because they had that the anger, the fight, uh, the guile, the strong Italian spirit as well in the team, which they seem to have uh, to have lost somehow, and uh, to make space for crea- finance, uh, creative finance. But of, of course, they were guilty of this. Is, is there any road back to football or to wider uh, public society for people like Andrea Agnelli and Pavel Nedved after this? It's very difficult to imagine that there's going to be a way back in football. Agnelli has been the president of Juventus for 10 years. His 10 years tenure have been successful. He's won nine titles, many cups, no Champions League, but yet a very successful presidency. I don't think uh, he can really come back to Juventus now after that, because ultimately he hasn't delivered on his big gamble, which was winning the Champions League. The team played two finals, come close to win. I think the one in 2005, 2015 against Real Madrid, although they lost for one, but they were a close team, a very close close match to Real Madrid. But yeah, he, managed, he basically didn't deliver on that, even with Ronaldo, with the best player in the world at that time. Nedved um, has been unsuccessful. As much as his Juventus career as a player has been great, mm. and uh, he was regarded as one of his best players across the 2000 for Juventus. As a manager, he's been unsuccessful. He hasn't left a mark. Some people wonder what his role actually was. Surely he's not been able to transmit the passion, the fury, the motivation that he had as a player to the managers or to the players that now play for Juventus. What's your instinct, uh, finally, Daniele, on how other teams or indeed Juventus might be further punished is it very likely in your estimation or is it kind of this might be the extent of it look I think uh, the punishment uh, this first punishment that we saw for Juventus might well be reduced because I think uh, 15 points considering the initial request of the prosecutor seems a very harsh punishment especially if Juventus can demonstrate that they were not the only one uh, doing wrong. However, there are other line of inquiries that the FA is considering at the moment. And there is one that is particularly important is about the delayed payments of wages and the way Juventus spread the payment of wages for some players across the month and then didn't account for them. There is also the famous, famous 19 millions that Ronaldo still owns. Now, if they've been found guilty of that as, as well, that will put in doubt whether Juventus were legally could legally inscribe themselves to the Serie A. They had really their legal requirements. That could be a punishment even more severe, and perhaps perhaps could even involve relegation to Serie B or maybe Serie C. But again, we'll have to wait and see. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. But for this particular Plus Valencia case, I think that the punishment will eventually be reduced. But uh, I think the worst is yet to come for you. And for other clubs? 
for the others um, there could be there could be something again we know that there are teams like Sassuolo Sampdoria that had a lot of sw- Genoa as well that made a lot of swaps with Juventus in the last three four years depends what the how this new investigation is reopened but I believe uh, Juventus legal team will want to involve them. Look, when he was in, in Calciopoli, Juventus were the most punished because they were relegated to Serie B, but they were punishment for uh, Napoli, for uh, Fiorentina, for Lazio, and they were in the region of 10 points, 12 points. Uh, they all struggled the following season. I think uh, the punishment, uh, they will be proportionate to the objectives of the team in Serie A. So, for example, if, if Sampdoria is punished, a punishment of five points will be enough now to see them relegated and probably to cut any chances of them competing for, for, for salvation. If it goes to Empoli, it could be six, seven points as well. I think, again, it depends how much um, value, how much how, how much the team size and the team's objectives are taken into account. Of course, if you take three points away from Juventus, they basically feel almost unscattered. You know, mm. they can make them up straight away. Yeah. Daniele, I have a feeling we will be talking to you about this again sometime in the future and probably very soon too, probably as soon as March. Uh, but for now, thank you so much for guiding us through that minefield of investigations behind Juventus and the other teams. Thank you very much. Speak soon. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports